how much money do you really need to be able to buy property under your self-managed super fund? In this video, I'm gonna share with you all the upfront costs, including your deposit, and what you can and can't invest in when it comes to property under your self-managed super fund. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, financial freedom is very important and it depends on who you speak to. They're gonna be at different stages of their life to be then able to get financial freedom at a different stage. Makes sense, right? Now, if you are watching this channel, you're probably interested in how to get to financial freedom. One of the main things I use in terms of a financial tool to get me to financial freedom is real estate. Now, if you invest in real estate well, over the long term, you are going to make significant gains. In fact, the gains that you would make on real estate if you did it well would outpace anything else you could probably invest in. Now, I'm not a financial advisor. I can give you advice on property. And what I am going to say to you is question everything. When it comes to even my content, as well as anyone else that's putting stuff out there, question it. Understand what it means for you. And there's always different products, different tactics, and different strategies that will suit your needs. Now, when it comes to a self-managed super fund, let's first figure out what an SMSF is versus a traditional super fund. Now, a traditional super fund, which is most likely set up with your first employer, and then you sort of keep the same one as you go through, is pretty much a fund that goes and invests for you. And this money can't really be touched until you go and retire. And for here in Australia, we call it a super fund. Overseas, it could be like the 401k and retirement funds around the world are called different things. But effectively, they are supposed to do the same thing, which is to go out, have forced payment through your salary, go into this account, an account you can't touch until you get to retirement. And then hopefully you'll have a large sum of money there that then sits there and gives you income, or then you can use those funds to then live comfortably in your retirement. Now, there's so many flaws to it already, given the fact that some people don't actually take this seriously. And then by the time they get to retirement, that money is actually not enough. When you realistically think about the average number you would be left with when it comes to your super fund and the averages at that age, it's simply not enough, especially in today's climate where living costs are going through the roof and you've got the devaluation of our currency. What do you think is going to happen in 15, 20 and 25 years? So option one is people opt to just go in for the super fund, take care of itself, and then a portion of your salary goes automatically towards there and you're not having to think about it. The reason why this actually works quite well for a lot of people is because they don't have to think about it. As soon as the emotions come into it, they're probably gonna try and sell high, buy low, but unfortunately it doesn't really work out for most people. So in this case, you keep accumulating the wealth in there and then there should be enough 30 to 40 years later. Option two is a self-managed super fund and it's self-explanatory because it's self-managed. It basically means you're taking accountability for your own super and you're gonna choose how to invest and where to invest. Now, for most people, this will not be an ideal solution. And I'll tell you why. It's because of the emotions. Most people don't know how to invest professionally. And there's a very big difference between just buying a home emotionally and then having a business that actually goes to investing, which should be treated like a business, completely logical based on the numbers. If you are interested in getting help buying under your self-managed super fund, or you're looking at just purchasing property outside of that, whether it's personal, whether it's a trust, whatever the case may be, I run a buyer's agency, which is a full service buyer's agency that goes from locating the property, negotiating, researching, as well as helping you through all the way through to settlement. And then we have catch-ups every three to six months, depending on how active you would like to be. Those catch-ups could be portfolio reviews, as well as strategies and tactics to then implement because we are adaptive investors. If you're interested in more details, send me an email. It'd be pinned in the comments down below. Now that we've established super funds and then self-managed super funds, under your SMSF, you can actually go out there, purchase things like crypto, you can purchase property, you can purchase shares. So let's focus just purely on real estate. 
rate here. Now, there are a few differences between purchasing under your self-managed super fund and outside of that. One of the key differences is that in your super fund, when you purchase property, it's standalone. You can't go in there, extract the equity as the property grows to then use that as a deposit to purchase another property. Now, these rules could change and they've been different all the way through all of the last 10, 15 years, but I'm talking about what you can do right now. So if you buy a property, say for $400,000, it goes up by $100,000 and you think, okay, great, I've got the equity. I can use that to go and replicate it by purchasing more property. You unfortunately can't touch that equity. And so that property just has the equity stuck in there and then you'd be able to retire on the rental income. So if you're going in to purchase one property and let's say it's for $500,000, you would need an upfront amount to be able to factor in the deposit amount as well as all of your upfront costs, which we will cover in just a second. More importantly, what I wanna point out to you is that most accountants would have told you that you could not do this, that you don't have enough money in your super fund to go and make it a self-managed super fund. I got told the same thing and I only had about $20,000 at the time, but I was still able to do it. Now, the reason why most accountants tell you this is because the fees that you need to pay just to get it set up as well as the auditing and whatnot every year just doesn't make sense if you're only gonna invest say 20 or $30,000 to make a four or 5% return. But if you're able to go and invest that money into higher growth plays like real estate, then it starts making sense. Now, here's a hack. If your accountant is telling you no, you're probably best to question why. When I had a couple of people reach out to me via email after watching some of my YouTube content, they said, Ravi, can I buy under my self-managed super fund? And I said, yeah, you can, that's just how it works. Then they came back to me and said, my accountant didn't allow me because I didn't have enough money there. So after going back and forth with these three or four people, we found out that the main issue was that the accountant was unaware the fact that you could purchase good quality property in Australia for less than $400,000. So when you're thinking about property and most of them were based in either Sydney or Melbourne, the accountants themselves had a lack of knowledge when it came to real estate. They told their client, you didn't have enough money to purchase a $700,000 property. And that's what they based their numbers on. And that's why it is so important to get the right team around you. Because in one case where someone had contacted me, they wanted to purchase property in early 2021. But unfortunately the accountant said, no, you can't because you don't have enough money. But the discussion that didn't happen was that the accountant was basing that on a purchase of about 700,000, whereas the client actually wanted to purchase the property for about $400,000. Now that same property for 400,000 is probably worth about 600 to 650 now. And yes, the client is totally aware of the mistake they made. So when it comes to upfront cost, you've got to have a deposit, but this is another difference between buying under your self-managed super fund and outside of that. Outside of that, you could probably get a loan for about 90% LVR, but in your super fund, in most cases, you the maximum amount you're going to get is 80%. In some cases, it drops down to 70% depending on the location as well. So for example, if you're buying a house for $500,000, a 10% deposit would be 50,000, so lower barrier to entry outside of your super fund. But in your SMSF, you're actually going ahead and having to put a 20% deposit down, which is $100,000. In addition to this, you still have the upfront costs like your pest and building, like conveyancing, and you might want to have a buyer's agent to help you out with this purchase, which means all of those costs are additional to the initial deposit you need to put in. And on top of all of that, you'd have to pay stamp duty as well. Now, there are some changes coming in New South Wales for property in New South Wales from 2023. And that could mean that a lot more people can go ahead and purchase property because the New South Wales government will give you the option of opting in for a stamp duty upfront, or they're going to have a yearly property tax. If you had the choice between the two, which are you picking? Let me know in the comments down below. So the minimum amount you would need on a $500,000 property factoring in a buyer's agent, stamp duty, as well as your conveyancing and pest and building costs, you're probably looking at closer to about $135,000 to go ahead and purchase that one property. Now, as I said at the beginning of this video, the best person to talk about your finances as well as your accounting needs is with your accountant. And if you need someone that's gonna actually be able to help you set up a self-managed super fund, contact me directly on my email and I'll be able to point you in the 
right direction. Now, something to consider under your self-managed super fund is that your taxes are lower. And this is something that you need to consider as you go and grow your wealth. For me, I didn't have that much in my super account and I went and put it all into crypto and it worked out well for me. However, there is so much risk to that. And the only reason I could go ahead and do that was because I knew financially I was well equipped outside of my super fund. Now, in your case, it might be different. And what you need to factor in is if you are already investing in shares outside of your super fund, then you might wanna diversify. Again, I can't give you that sort of advice, but you need to create a strategy for yourself. And what you can do is go and check out this video. Although it is a little bit older, it breaks down all the numbers in relation to buying property. And what you can do is use the principles from that video to then go ahead and substitute your own numbers. So yes, most accountants are unaware of what you can and can't do under your self-managed super fund, especially when it comes to real estate and cryptocurrency. If you are looking at taking ownership and accountability because maybe you don't like the shares and you don't know where your super fund's actually putting that money and there are so many fees, then I urge you to go and look at other options. Go and do the research and have the right strategy when it comes to cryptocurrency as well as real estate. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video. If you have, smash that like button and if you haven't already subscribed, then definitely do so because I think the next 12 months is so crucial for everyone building wealth. And I promise to bring you videos every single week. Thank you so much for watching and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.